Welcome back to the Shooter's Touch podcast. I'm Adam Veet, and I am here with my co-host Brian Claude on a very snowy Iowa weekend here. But we got some great basketball coming up here with with you know four of the of the teams here here in the state. Um, on this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about Iowa State's week, uh, past week, and then I'll as, as well as preview their next game against Oklahoma State and do the same thing with Iowa. Um, I'll jump in here real quick to the Iowa State game. Obviously, big win down in Lubbock, uh, you know, beating the eighth-ranked team, Texas Tech. Um, on the road, any road wins a big win, and they just happen to be playing, you know, as as uh, as the Big 12 does uh most nights playing a playing a highly ranked team. Um, a couple things I took away from this game here, Brian. Number one was the was the defense that Iowa State played. You know, at times they played really really good defense. Um, you know, others they they kind of lacked here and there, but that's kind of that's how it goes. Um, you know, but overall I think they played some really good defense. Um, they showed a lot of grittiness in my opinion with the you know Red Raiders coming back from whatever it was, five or six, eight, nine, ten points down, um, you know, uh, at times tying it, at times going ahead. But then Iowa State kept, kept you know, punching back. Um, you know, whether that be a big shot, big shot here, um, a big defensive stand there, you know, they just, just kept doing it and ended up getting a four-point win. Um, a couple things that stood out to me. Number one, we've talked about him before, but Michael Jacobson, um, you know, was a stud on the defensive end um, and, you know, really made it tough for their post players to get a good look and get good post position. Um, he also had 14 points, which, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't bad for him. Um, and one key play, in my opinion, about a minute and a half left, um, Iowa State was up by one, and Texas Tech had a had a had a seemingly wide open layup, and Michael Jacobson comes from across across the lane and blocks that shot, um, goes right to Halliburton. They they on are, are are on a fast break. Halliburton um, Halliburton passes it up to Wigginton for for a layup. Iowa State goes up four with about a minute fifteen left, and they never look back. Um, huge play there. Another one that I noticed, you know, <clears throat> Weiler Babb hit a hit a pretty big jump shot uh, just from inside the three point line in the second half. Um, you know, from everything I had heard before the season from my you know, Iowa State or excuse me, my friends at Iowa State fans or my Iowa State contacts, you know, Weiler Babb needed just to be a distributor. But, you know, I think he's shown that he can definitely be a scorer and somebody to hit a big shot, which you, you know, definitely want from your um from your upperclassmen. So overall, obviously a great game for Iowa State, a big win, like I mentioned, 13 and 4, 3 and 2 in conference. They got Oklahoma State coming up. Um yeah, but Brian, what are your uh, I guess what were some of your thoughts and biggest takeaways from that game against Texas Tech? My biggest takeaway with that was with the Cyclones not committing a turnover in the first half against a team like Texas Tech and the way that they want to play defense and want to get up and pressure you and and try to make you uncomfortable and for the Cyclones to come out uh, on the road and in that first half set the tone by not turn turn the ball over was huge uh, you know I know that they did struggle a little bit more with that in the second half but you know at that point you kind of got people in the flow of the game you got them kind of out of their style of game a little bit and so that was big um, and also you touched on it Michael Jacobson seems to be one of those kids that just keeps coming up one of those kids that we keep talking about here on the podcast um, and just kind of those kids that you just didn't know what to expect from him coming in and Oftentimes think of him as a, as a role player, which, you know, he definitely is. He definitely fits that bill, but um, also kind of thought of him as just kind of stealing minutes for some of these other guys. But I think he's proven himself, like you said, especially on the defensive end and a big defensive play, but scoring as well. I think he ended with 14 and had 10 rebounds. And so, 
you know, with his, his contribution as well as, you know, Shayok and all those other guys that can score, um, you know, it's really kind of starting to see those see those guys come together. You mentioned the play there towards the end with Halliburton and Wigginton. I think that's um, one of the biggest things um, as far as chemistry with those two. I haven't seen a ton of it just yet. Obviously, Halliburton coming in first year and Wigginton trying to come back from injury and trying to figure out his role on this new team. I felt like, uh, you know, in that game was the first time you really kind of start to see those guys start to work together a little bit, start to have some chemistry. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do and and how things progress moving forward. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it that they had no turnovers in the first half. Anytime you can do that is is a big deal. But, you know, doing it against a team like Texas Tech on the road um, is, you know, obviously helps your team a substantial amount, uh, you know, on the way to getting, getting that win. So a good win for, for Iowa State. And, um, you know, Iowa had another had another big week as well. You want to touch on them a little bit, Brian? Yeah, obviously um, with the Hawks traveling over to Penn State, uh, another game without Tyler Cook, that's probably going to be a little bit of the theme here and what those guys were able to do and execute um, without him in there. Uh, I think the thing that we're really starting to maybe – realize or almost take for granted is the fact that we kind of take Tyler Cook for granted while not on that Hawkeye roster. Um, just because you kind of know what you're going to get. You're going to get 15 and 10 from him pretty much every night. Um, and, and it comes so easy and so natural to him that sometimes I think that, um, you know, as a fan or as someone watching the game, uh, you don't realize how big of that impact it is not having him in there and not being able to go to him late in the shot clock or in the half court. And so with that being said, with him out, obviously some guys needed to step up, and they certainly did that. I mean, Luca Garza is a guy that, you know, coming back from that ankle just continues to impress and continues to improve. Uh, he ended the night with 22-12, and 12, um, which is, you know, exactly what you're kind of expecting and what you want from him. Uh, you know, Bohannon played well as well. He ended up with 19. You know, Weisskamp, another good game from him. Um, and then I think the, the big one was uh, with uh, – uh, uh, Griner um, and his ability to be able to have 15 but he almost it was interesting to watch him because he was had a couple possessions there especially even late um, in the game in which he was catching the ball in the wing or in the short corner and going one-on-one and making nice moves and finishing around the rim a lot of that stuff when Tyler Cook is in there a lot that we see from um, him and his ability to create on his own and go and get a tough basket when you really need it. And so that was nice to see. I, I think moving forward, they're definitely going to have to continue to find more minutes for him. You know, even with cook back, if that means then he's in when cooks out or he's in when guards is out, he just has to start logging some more minutes, you know, 21 minutes the other night, I would say between 20 and 25 minutes. Uh, realistically is probably where he should be. Um, and so, yeah, it was a good win. It was a good win for the Hawks to be able to go out. And like I mentioned, get that win. Um, I would say the, the biggest maybe downfall or thing that we noticed from that game is that those Penn State is not good, especially offensively. I think they're going into that game averaging 67 points. Um, and then the Hawks come out and give up 45 in the first half. Had me a little nervous um, to start the game. And then obviously ending with 82 clear above their average, you know, comes back to a lot of what you and I have talked about here in um, having uh, their defensive struggles that the Hawks have had and their inability to um, stop other teams or slow other teams down or even get them to shoot a lower percentage. And so that's going to have to be something that um, you know, the Hawks are going to have to continue to address and continue to work on here as we move forward. Yeah, and I mean, you, we, you're right. We have talked about it 
uh, plenty of times, but yeah, they, they're not good on the defensive end. Um, and they, you know, watching this game, honestly, they got kind of lucky to win this game. You know, as you mentioned, 82 for, for a pretty bad Penn state team. Um, you're, you're lucky to win that game. You know, you had a, had a big game from Luca Garza who stepped in, um, and, and, you know, stepped up very, very well And Kreiner too. I mean, you, you mentioned it. He's, uh, the last couple of games, you know, he'll have a, he'll have a good game. And then watching him, you can tell he's just not, um, you know, not, not, not up to where he needs to be on the talent level quite yet. Um, and then he comes out, you know, against like Penn state team and scores 15, which, which were, which were 15 much needed points. Um, so they, they, Hawkeyes definitely have some issues, um, you know, but they also have, have guys that can score and <clears throat> honestly, any win you can get without one of your best players, you know, Tyler cook on the floor, is a big win, um, especially a conference win on the road. So, you know, nothing to really, really complain about if you're a Hawkeye fan, you know, but just uh, a couple things to maybe pay attention to, you might say, here in, here in the future. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, and I think we tweeted it out after that game, you know, a win is a win, and that's what it is. And right. the biggest probably storyline here for the Hawks now is going into tomorrow's game against Illinois is you know, they're looking at five in a row. You know, five conference wins in a row. And if you would have told me that, um, you know, after where they were at last year, finishing the entire year with four conference wins total, um, you know, you just you, you kind of got to understand that the expectations and what did we really expect going into this year? And, you know, with that game against Illinois, obviously Illinois came out and played really well the other night and hammered Minnesota, which I was a little surprised by um, getting their first Big Ten win. Um but, you know, without question, it should be an opportunity for the Hawks to go over and get five in a row and surpass that conference win total from last year and, and continue to grow and continue to improve. And so, yeah, I, there are obviously some things that they need to continue to work on, but the continued growth that we've seen from this Hawkeye team, you know, excites me not only for the rest of this year, but, but what the program has uh, in store here moving forward. You're exactly right. And, I mean, at the beginning of this season, if I would have told you – after 18 games, the Hawkeyes would be ranked 23rd in the nation and be 15 and three. I think most of Hawkeye nation would be okay with that. Yeah. I think they all would have signed up for that. If you could have guaranteed that, that's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, as we kind of mentioned, a, a, another big weekend for the state of Iowa, you know, specifically Iowa state and Iowa, um, Iowa state, uh, will, will play at Hilton, uh, this afternoon, which is Saturday afternoon. Um, against Oklahoma State, who they beat 69-63 um, away. You know, the, I believe that was the first or second game of Big 12 play. Um, you know, tough team. They're, they're you know, a grind a grinded out team. You know, not necessarily the most talented team, but, um, you know, a team that's, that's you know, definitely obviously not going to give up um, or, or, you know, try to – try to lose a game. So, you know, you gotta, gotta pay attention to them too. Um, you know, hopefully Hilton Magic can, uh, can have – or has a little bit of magic left to get these, uh, uh, a win today for the Cyclones. So, um, well, Brian, it's a pleasure again. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening here. And, you know, as we mentioned after every podcast, go ahead and follow us uh, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, we are at shooters touch IA on Twitter, and you can search for us on Facebook shooters touch. Uh, we will be back with a preview and a look back at you and I and Drake's week, that was, and uh, we will talk to you all then.